Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Welcome to the happiest place on earth. We bring to you a walkthrough of Disneyland on the eve of D23. We start from the JW Marriott Hotel, where I'm staying, to show you the spectacular views of the Disneyland Resort in the distance. We then move into the park to walk through the entire guest experience from Main Street USA to Tomorrowland, Fantasyland, Galaxy's Edge, Critter Country, New Orleans Square, Adventureland, and Frontierland. It's a whirlwind tour designed to orient those who may not have been to the park before, or maybe it's been a long time, and you're interested in knowing how it compares to the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. This vlogcast comes to you via our podcast and YouTube video on J. Jeff Cobra. So check out both and join us as we take a walk through Disneyland Park. Before we get started this evening, I need to just share with you that last night as I was preparing for this trip, I was talking to my wife about how this trip, along with our trip to the UK and France, Disneyland Paris, at the beginning of the summer were almost like bookends for me in terms of this entire summer. And so it was so astonishing to me to hear of Queen Elizabeth's passing today as I'm here in Anaheim. We were there in the UK. If you listen to our earlier podcast, we shared about our experience during the Queen's Jubilee when we were there in June. It was an amazing experience to see the people in London and throughout the UK celebrating the Queen. And we share with all of you uh, her loss, uh, particularly as I have many friends over the years who are from uh, the United Kingdom. So our uh, sympathies go out to you at this time. I'm here on the 11th floor of the JW Marriott, just a few blocks away from the happiest place on earth. Allow me to um, share with you the view from the top of this uh, building. Evening is coming on us and it's a little bit on the breezy side, so I apologize for the winds that you're gonna feel from up here at the top. But I tell you, it's one of the few places you can get this kind of view. Uh, if you, the most obvious uh, sight you can see across the way is the, uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, uh, formerly known as the Tower of Terror. Of course, that's 13 floors, right? And we are on the 11th floor, so we're almost on par with that building over there. Uh, next to it is the Hyperion Theater, where Frozen was shown. There's no shows going on right right now. And adjacent to it, you see the backside of, Guard of Radiator Springs, and beyond that, Pixar Pier. The Disneyland Hotel and the Pixar Pier Hotel you can see in the distance. You can even see next to um, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, the infamous California bear carved out of the rock. And then moving further over, you can see uh, Disneyland. And of course, Space Mountain stands out beyond Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, and then the Matterhorn, which really, they all look kind of small when you're in this particular area. Of course, before all of that is Harbor Boulevard. And uh, and over here, I want to just share with you, this is one of many parking lots that 
cast members of the Disneyland Resort share. What's interesting about this hotel, and it's the first time I've stayed at the JW Marriott, it's linked with uh, a mall experience, not downtown Disney, but uh, a mall experience right next to it. And of course, all malls are struggling, especially after COVID. This one shares some of that, but it also has some as an AMC uh, theater, a House of Blues, a Johnny Rockets. There's actually uh, a few, a big uh, uh, gym next door to it. So there's actually a lot to it. And if you really like to have some choices uh, after hours, this is a really great resort to stay in. All right, we're here on Main Street at the Disneyland train station with trains that actually run. What a concept, huh? We are uh, just going to take you on a little bit of a tour. You know, I think this is intended to be for those who may have never been to Disneyland, want to kind of get a sense of how it all plays out, and what it looks like. And here we are in the heart of Town Square. We're gonna point out some of the things that are different and unique, such as having a running train come through. What a, I'm sorry, I'm being sarcastic here, so I apologize. But we do miss our Walt Disney World train. And here's something you probably don't quite see, but if you look, and by the way, this is a vlogcast, so if you are usually listening to my podcast, uh, you'll see a couple of things. There's the fire truck going on. Trucks and or cars and horse-drawn trolleys, all of those run throughout the day. And then over here, in front of Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, you'll see Mickey dressed up in a Halloween outfit, and he is just greeting guests right in the front. That's how simple it is to meet the most important person here at Disneyland. Just go visit him in front of uh, in Town Square. So this is kind of how it plays out in this portion of the park. We're going to. Uh, see that the very first thing you run into is the churro wagon. Yes, there are popcorn wagons, but churro wagons, man, they exist all over in these parks. Very intimate looking city hall over here. Um, and then I gotta just show you what I love about Town Square here. Of course, it's decorated for Halloween, but every day, the gardens, the flowers, in the individual beds here are just so beautiful and always just radiant of course with orange uh, tones because of uh, uh, Halloween and by the way it is very much decorated for Halloween you see they have a big pumpkin at the at the head of town square so that you can uh, get a photo as you pass through coming over here the Disneyland train station you have probably heard if you follow Disney the uh, the story about the fact that Walt Disney had an apartment above the fire department and uh, he would bring his wife and grandchildren on weekends and enjoy the park and uh, walk the park that was a big thing walking in the customers of the shoot and the shoes of the customer. You'll see there's a little light in the uh, window there at the fire department. Then over here, and maybe we can put some uh, uh, posts. 
there are some fantastic windows on Main Street. Hard to see still in the daytime with the camera running. So I'll put, uh, maybe I'll put a link to some of those because they are amazing to watch. They're animated and they come to life and it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, here comes the double-decker bus right down the heart of Main Street again. It's, uh, it's about uh, 10 to 6 in the evening and these are all running still. You're lucky to see them run at the Magic Kingdom for more than about an hour during the day. Another thing you don't see at the Magic Kingdom, you do see a Main Street cinema shop, but you don't see the actual cinema. You, uh, and inside, I'll just take you inside. I'm gonna be quiet, but you'll see that there are several uh, Mickey cartoons that are playing as you pass Esmeralda here, or Tilly, Tilly. I don't think that most of the people in here are so uh, into the Mickey shorts as they are into the air conditioning. It is 100 degrees this hour in Disneyland out in California. They're in a massive heat wave right now. So that's a pretty, pretty daunting thing. Over here is the famed Carnation Cafe. And uh, there's a, it's a little restaurant. Uh, both indoors and outdoors on the patio. Yeah, and you need to get out of the way for another car heading down the street. And uh, again, these, these are just beautiful gems, these vehicles, and they run all the time. And across the street, you'll see the Penny Arcade. There's Esmeralda. Let's talk about Tilly back there greeting guests as they came into the cinema. This is Esmeralda greeting you. Most of it, there's very few arcade games left, but there are some that you can still play. And in fact, even more interesting is you can see, uh, as you can at Walt Disney World, candy being made through the windows. Looks like they're finishing packaging all the product that they have made in the last couple of hours. You'll see on Main Street, some uh, decorations for Halloween. Lots of individually caricatured pumpkins that tie in with the shops that are presented there. Here's Coca-Cola Refreshment Corner. And, uh, and over here is the new Plaza Point shop. Last year, it was about a year ago I was here and I noted that there was no Christmas store at Disneyland. Since then, they have created this, not because I said it, but it happened to be. They, it's a holiday themed shop. Has a lot of Christmas decorations, but it right now has a lot of Halloween decorations as well going through. And um, it's just a gorgeous, gorgeously themed and decorated shop. There's a little window here for people who are hand decorating those ornaments uh, for guests. And then the famed corn dog wagon, followed by the Plaza Inn restaurant. All right, we're gonna move clockwise through Disneyland. And we're gonna start here in Tomorrowland. You see the Astro Orbiter 
or what I like to call the Orbitron because it's patterned after the one at Disneyland Paris. People don't like it at the entrance, but it is a very defining uh, structure and uh, it is very kinetic in its uh, look and feel. Beyond us, you see some tracks above. This is the original People Mover. Unfortunately, it's not uh, operating, hasn't for years. And uh, we did a podcast, our last podcast, if you haven't heard it, is how we like to see Tomorrowland recreated at both Disneyland and at the Magic Kingdom. And uh, so take a look at that. We talk about that there. Over here on, uh, well, let's start over here. Over here is Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters. And then on the other side, we have Star Tours. And a uh, good, well, actually only a 15 minute standby queue right now. Looks a lot heavier, but uh, apparently not. Um, I talked in the last podcast about the idea of creating a dining space up above. You'll see up um, above where is the people mover station is the old rocket jet pylon and they've kind of decorated it with satellite towers. Well, what they have done with this space is they have made it into a dining space in the evening whereby you can uh, watch the evening or fireworks if there's any. And uh, it's like $60 for what is kind of a counter service style meal. So pretty expensive. Before us is Pizza Planet, uh, Alien Pizza Planet, kind of themed to the Toy Story creation. The rocket was originally the TWA rocket when this building housed Rocket to the Moon and later Mission to Mars. And then before us on the right, is the infamous Space Mountain. And uh, this is um, an incredible structure. It used to be that there was actually an escalator that took you right up the center of it to the queue area. That's no longer there. Over here, we have the old Carousel of Progress building, which I talk a lot about in the previous podcast. It's now Star Wars Launch Bay. It needs to, it's a big structure. It looks like a big structure. In truth, it doesn't take up that big a space. It's the height uh, that seems to make that look um, a little on the side of daunting. Uh, but there are possibilities for how you might reuse the space. We talk about that in the podcast. Over here is the Tomorrowland Terrace. And this has been here for many decades. And this little stage, this little structure here that says Tomorrowland Terrace actually comes up from the bottom and uh, usually provides a band or a dance show or something of that nature when it's operating. And then over here we have the Autopia and uh, it's got an elaborate cue to it uh, as you kind of get into it. And right next door, is Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage. This is um, this is very similar to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. If you're familiar with that at Magic Kingdom, it has just been reopened after a big refurbishment. Uh, takes a lot of effort uh, to um, to make that attraction work and a lot of maintenance and overhaul. And uh, we'll come alongside and see the submarines. But beyond that, 
as we pass by the old people mover tracks and the monorail, we see the famous Matterhorn bobsleds. It's under rehab right now and uh, is being uh, redone. You can see some construction trellises in play. And uh, then here we are, the submarine voyage lagoon. You can see the birds um, in the centerpiece over here. And over here, just in front of that submarine, the Argonaut, you can see uh, the octopus from Finding Dory has been added uh, to this creation. Now, when we talk about this in the podcast, you understand that there's a lot of real estate usually covered by the Autopia behind this submarine voyage. It all sits on top of the submarine show building. And that's why it's really, if you're going to do anything on top of it, you have to take out the submarine. So it's not a, it's not a good picture. So for that reason, there's not a lot you could do to touch that uh, in my view, if, uh, unless you get rid of the submarines. And I think that would be, that'd be a real shame. It is a really great attraction. Let's move to Fantasyland. Here we stand at the entrance to Small World Plaza and beyond it you can see a very amazing small world structure that guests are heading toward. Beyond that, actually toward the left, is Mickey's Toontown. That is completely closed right now due to the addition of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and some uh, changes to Toontown. We uh, turn the other direction so we head into prop Fantasyland proper and we come to a couple of things here. The first is Alice in Wonderland beyond both with its dark ride attraction where you ride a caterpillar and then also the Mad Tea Party, which notice is outside, not under a canopy because there isn't as much rain uh, as we get seasonally in uh, the middle of the summer. It's a really lovely setting, again with the backdrop. Also, there's a gift shop tied to the White Rabbit. It's all beautifully done. Over here is Storybook Land, and you see the canal boats that are heading on a little journey through Storybook Land through uh, the heart of Monstro the Whale from Pinocchio. And, uh, and then we head into Fantasyland Courtyard proper, and here, You'll see King Arthur's carousel, beautifully done in purples. You see a lot of purples, royal purples being used, not only with King Arthur carousel, but with Dumbo, which was completely revised not too long ago. Um, lots of dark rides. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is there. And beyond that is Peter Pan's flight. And then on the other side, you have Pinocchio's. Uh, daring Adventures, as well as Snow White, there, Pinocchio's Daring Journey, I should say, as well as Snow White's Enchanted Adventure. I believe that's the name for it. Uh, we did a video of that and a whole coverage of that last year because it had just been completely redone beautifully. Pinocchio's Village House, I still call it that. Actually, right now it's called Red Rose Tavern. It's more themed to Beauty and the Beast. Over here, you see the Casey Jr. Circus Train, which circles around storybook land. And uh, people are seeing getting in there. 
somewhere in the monkey cage right there that'll go through the same area and then from here we're going to and and you're just gonna have to carry with me as i walk this through we're moving through fantasy land into what is tomorrow or frontier land but rather than entering frontier land we're not gonna we're not going to go very far into Frontierland here. This is the back side of Big Thunder Mountain where we are at. And you might see the train come by. You can certainly hear it. Now this is going to blow some people away who've never been to Disneyland. So we're going to make a quick turn. And we are going through this, what looks like a little frontier rock work area. The uh, Disneyland Railroad actually will go above this uh, on the trestle above this little entrance here and we're gonna walk through this cavern into what is very surprising it uh, maybe the music is giving it away but it's here we will enter Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and this entrance, as I've spoken about in previous podcasts, this entrance does not exist at Walt Disney World at Disney's Hollywood Studios. This is a sealed off entrance. There's three entrances here, two similar to the ones at the studios, and then this one that comes off of Fantasyland. And it goes directly, you probably will notice the milk stand nearby. And then we'll turn. Ogus Cantina's in the distance, and you see Kylo Ren's ship right there. We are in a, from here on out, it is almost identical to the entire experience you get at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. A couple of stormtroopers in the area. They, they didn't give me any trouble. I thought they might give me trouble. We got a little droid depot over here where our guests can create their favorite droids. You'll see beyond here is the entrance, another entrance from Frontierland. And that entrance is the one you would experience out of Toy Story. Again, droid depot over here. And then we uh, get to Black Spire Station beyond us. Now, some additional characters have been added to Disneyland. I'd like to think we might run into them. That would be very cool. Um, let's see the ship. I'm not going to go to the Millennium Falcon. I'm going to keep, keep us going on this path toward Rise of the Resistance and then show you how and where it empties out. You see all the same restaurants, all the same merchandise that uh, that you typically see when you're at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now, I will tell you there is something that is a little different about this version of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, the paint palette, the color palette, is actually more saturated at uh, Walt Disney World. 
simply because the sun is usually much more intense uh, where, where we are in Florida than it usually is in Anaheim. Uh, they have a lot of days where they have a lot of haze, we used to call it fog, or smog, uh, in Los Angeles. But don't this, this is just a little different. It's a little more extended here in this area. But you, and the ships near Rise of the Resistance are actually positioned a little differently than they are. That's in uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. So it's retail. They're all kind of positioned a little differently, but by and large, it is 99% uh, absolutely the same as you as you see when you are visiting Florida. Two ships over there and they're together. And uh, right now there's a 15-minute wait for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. We have stepped forward about another 70 yards. You can see some additional overflow queue for Rise of Resistance that you don't have back at the studios. We're looking back toward Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. There's a longer trail coming out as opposed to, remember, the big rock work cave that you go through when you hit Grand Avenue and the Muppet area over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. You can see a train trestle up above again for the Disneyland Railroad. And this is where it gets really interesting. As we step through this, again, this would be Grand Avenue at um, Disney's uh, Hollywood Studios. As we step forward in this area, you see that we have come to Critter Country and to the rivers of America that, uh, that encompass this corner of the park. Up above is the Hungry Bear Restaurant, uh, which is was one of my favorite restaurants growing up because at this time, back in the day, that was where the park ended, was in this corner. And not very many people came into the park. And this, it was very intimate and, and quite, uh, quite uh, it just made you feel like you were truly out in the woods back then. Um, you could see uh, the fort on Tom Sawyer's Island. And to show that to you, it is not, um, it is not uh, something you can actually go visit when you're on the island. It has been turned over as a costuming wardrobe area or phantasmic, which takes place nightly. You see the canoes, which still operate at least seasonally at Disneyland. And then we're coming up and over the bend, you can see a hint of Splash Mountain. And beyond that, you'll see a little alleyway going into Critter Country and the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. There's the train coming across the trestle. It's a very lovely corner of the park, but now made a lot busier because Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is on the other side. You see Tom Sawyer's Island. Cross over, you see the Columbia sailing ship. Uh, it is docked right now. And then beyond this, you see Splash Mountain in operation. I think it's in operation. I haven't seen a flume go down yet, but uh, yeah, there's these logs going up and down it. Let's see if we can see something here. Come on, come on, you can do it. 
You can do it. I see I see logs going through on the bottom. I just don't see it coming out of the top of uh, top of the hill here. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. But we're moving on. That of course is being changed. This winter will probably close. Oh yeah, now you get it. Okay, never mind. That's being changed this winter to become Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Right next to Splash Mountain is where the Haunted Mansion sits. We are now entering into New Orleans, and this Haunted Mansion is decked out for the holidays, Halloween and Christmas, via the theme of the Nightmare Before Christmas. And it is very popular this time of year with the guests who love to see this Jack Skellington overlay uh, to the park. It is just, it's just a very cool uh, experience. And now we enter into New Orleans Square proper. And uh, this is one, again, one of the loveliest areas of the park. First, we pass by uh, the train station for this area. You'll see that uh, lots of people are walking along the rivers of America here. And uh, restaurants and shops are all busy along this little quarter. These little streets go in through. It's just, it's enchanting. Uh, up above this space is where Club 33 is. For Disneyland, and uh, that's where you can uh, go as you see the Mark Twain steamboat over there in dock, um, loading passengers, and then up above you'll see uh, pirates of the Caribbean. Its entrance is very different. It is set in a um, building that would look like part of New Orleans, not part of uh, the Caribbean, like it is in Adventureland. Pirates of the Caribbean does sit adjacent to Adventureland. And does that look, well, that doesn't look like Adventureland. Doesn't look like Adventureland because Tarzan's treehouse, which is similar in style and was the original Swiss family treehouse, is under entire wraps. In fact, there used to be a little portion that stuck out that where you would cross over a little bridge. You'd climb up one tree and go across on the bridge. That portion has been taken away. This thing is under wraps. It looks like it's screaming. I have, I am part of an announcement at D23. That's what it looks like. And probably what's going to happen is they're going to figure out how to make it a little bit like the uh, tree from Encanto and uh, see how that kind of works out for them. More to come on those announcements. That will be hopefully our next day 24 announcement. Some very excited guests here, probably because they're in front of the Indiana Jones Adventure. And this is a popular ride, 45 minutes wait, and it is so unlike anything else, although it uses the same track system as Dinosaur, but to compare it to Dinosaur at Animal Kingdom would do it. Uh, would not do it justice. And this, of course, is the famous Jungle Cruise. This is probably the smallest of all Adventurelands. We're going to be out of it in no time flat. We come past the queue here. We come to a place called Tropical Hideaway, 
one of the loveliest places and it's popular. I can see that there is a large queue. So I'm not gonna get, uh, I'm not gonna get uh, to eat there too soon this evening. Beyond that is the Enchanted Tiki Room. And that sits at the entrance of Adventureland. But we're not gonna exit Adventureland into Main Street like you do over at the Magic Kingdom. Rather, we're gonna cut through here and go back to Frontierland. Remember, we've kind of keep coming back and forth to Frontierland as we were going to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and as we were coming along the rivers of America. This Frontierland sits just off of Main Street, unlike the one at Magic Kingdom, which sits beyond Liberty Square. You see the shooting exposition over here. And uh, beyond it, you'll see the see the Rivers of America. Mark Twain has already taken off. The Golden Horseshoe sits um, beyond this. There's some um, Dia de los Muertos themes that are going on. And then there's also something called the Halloween Tree, which is based, I believe, off of a Ray Bradbury book. And it's all lit up for the for Halloween. You see the pumpkins on the tree as well as the lights. We'll uh, turn around and go back through the entrance of Frontierland and head back into the hub of Disneyland. We'll even turn around and give you a look at the signage. You see this is a much more grand entrance into Frontierland. This kind of a fort stockade entrance as you enter in and uh it's uh it's how i've always could say i always thought it was strange to see frontierland as something kind of beyond liberty square uh there you see the entrance to it again very nice and this brings us now well it brings us back to fantasy land and sleeping beauty castle which is pretty much a great way to end our uh, whirlwind tour around Disneyland. And uh, sun is setting and it's just been, you see there's churros beyond. You can never go too far. There's like nine churro wagons in this park. You cannot go too far to find a churro wagon. And you, but you, but you have to work a little harder to find Sleeping Beauty Castle because it doesn't sit as elegantly and tall as Cinderella Castle, but it is lovely and beautiful. And it is, um, it is the original. And that makes it very special in a place called Disneyland. Well, thank you for joining us for this Disney Play vlogcast, both video and if you've just been listening to us, make sure you check out some of the video. And if you are just seeing this on video for the first time, make sure you check out Disney at Work and Play, our podcast, because we are um, trying to bring you two podcasts a week. And uh, tomorrow is the start of D23. And we look to uh, providing you coverage, not only of that event, but of the big announcements or whatever announcements are made as to new attractions coming to Disney parks worldwide. So make sure you join us uh, for our upcoming podcast. We have a lot to talk about. 
A lot to share from this trip and from B23. Thanks for joining us. And in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.